Show, episode 93, 4th and John, Wildfire Studios, doing the damn thing for NBC Philadelphia. Gail Saunders holding down the fort for E-Rock and Hollywood Hearn, sitting here with Chris Malley and our boy Trox behind the camera. We're doing this draft show, regardless, we're going to do the damn thing, talk about Talk about these draft prospects, man. Welcome to the family. When, when, you, when we get players, you, you get excited. Because it's, it's like having a new family member, a new toy. You just want to see out on the field. But I think, you know, thinking about Howie Roseman and the front uh, organization, they did a great job setting us up for success. Uh, coming into this draft, it was best player available. You know, we got those pieces in the offseason. Via free agency, I think moving into the draft, you weren't like I gotta get this position. Although we we wanted to get some of get some of those defensive tackles, maybe uh, get get some of those defensive ends that, f- that fell. But the way that the draft was set up, you know, Kevin Hart says the way that my bank account is set up, the way that the draft is set up, uh, it just didn't work out for us to get uh, some of those high priced defensive tackles that we wanted to fall. But we also predicted that those guys were going to be out of reach for us. Um, but just talking about the overall feeling of the draft, you know, so people are kind of torn a little bit. You know, I have people that are excited. I have people that are, like, questioning drafting the running back in the second round. Why didn't we get a safety early? Why did we get a uh, tackle in the first round? Why did we not draft Hollywood? Um, but I, I overall, I think... Getting three impact players was the most important thing for me. Just having guys that could potentially contribute right away. So for me, I was okay with it. I, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, shoot uh, shout from the top of the building like this was the best draft ever. I mean, there's only five selections that we got, five selections last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought we got three impact players. I mean, overall, Chris, how are you feeling about the uh, the first round? I was a big fan of how everything played out. First of all, we went into the draft having a very successful offseason on paper. Uh, Harry brings in Jordan Howard, Malik Jackson, Timmy Jernigan re-signs the day of the draft. We brought back Vinny Carey, and I feel like we kind of were just like filling needs with uh, really good names, guys that you usually would even be starters on other teams. They're rotational guys for us. And the whole thing was people were kind of unsure how the running back room was going to shake out. You bring in Jordan Howard, a proven guy, ranks third in yards since 2016. And then for the draft, we were pick 25. A lot of people were like hoping guys like Ed Oliver, we're talking about on the right, last show, right. like big name guys were going to slide down to us at 25. And 25 is one of those great areas where we were talking, Howie usually doesn't sit still. And he didn't because Andre Dillard, a guy who is uh, projected like a top 10 pick, he was ranked the number one offensive lineman. He had only let up one sack in 724 uh, pass protection plays. That's incredible. Uh, people do question his run blocking because Mike Leach is kind of crazy and he throws every play, but it just shows you that he has the potential. And if you got a guy like Jeff Statlin coaching him up next to four pro bowlers and Jason Peters, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, and Lane Johnson, and you got great defensive linemen coming at him every practice. He's going to see good reps, and he's going to uh, really start to progress throughout the offseason. But picking him up at 22 and jumping uh, Houston, who's very angry about that, even though they did get what uh, one of my personal favorite players in the draft, Titus Howard, 
Andre Dillard was there at 23 for them, and they were, like, licking their chops waiting for him. Howie jumps in front of him, grabs the best tackle in the draft, who I think is going to be a great replacement for Jason Peters in the near future. Yeah, I think prior to the draft, you know, I had mentioned a couple times on camera, uh, you, you can go back and check it out. Um, it seemed very weird for me for all these little nuggets to – slip out on the TL, you know, Daniel Jeremiah talking about, uh, you know, 90% chance that, uh, you know, Marquise Brown will be the guy or, you know, all the mock drafts you started seeing wide receiver, wide receiver. And safety's there too. But then if you keep going back a little bit further, you look at Josh Jacobs in mocks, Josh Jacobs mm-hmm. to the Eagles, Josh Jacobs. Now go back and think about the psyche of the Eagles have to put on this front like they are interested in certain players because they know the draft. If, if anyone knows anything about Texans, they were salivating at the mouth. They needed a, a tackle. Mm-hmm. If you look who they drafted, Titus Howard right behind um, uh, Dillard, if, if, if they thought the, the Eagles were going to draft a running back, because look at uh, the Raiders. The Raiders thought the Eagles were going to draft Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. So you're setting up this mindset of the Eagles loving a running back, loving a wide, rec- uh, wide receiver, mm. when deep in their hearts, when they have a guy slipping at Dillard, who they, you know, everyone was talking about Wilkins was the guy that they tried to move up for at 13. It was, it was Dillard. Mm-hmm. And they, they, couldn't, they couldn't get it done. Yeah, Miami, yep. So you have a guy slipping to you, and it's pr- it works out perfectly. And... He was one of the guys, if you go back to one of our episodes a month ago, I talked about Diller was the guy that you'd be happy if he falls. And I didn't think he'd fall. Like, I, I almost forgot that he was on the board. Mm-hmm. You know, Cody Ford, Cody Ford was another guy that a lot of people talked about. Right tackle, guard versatility. Jawan Taylor, right tackle. Uh, but when you think about it, think about the Eagles. Who plays right tackle? Lane Johnson. Who plays left tackle? Who's... Could be out the door soon. Mm-hmm. One of the best left tackles in this draft, who strictly plays left tackle, one of the highest grade pass protectors. You know, a little little iffy in the run, but Andre Diller's sitting there. They made their move, so you have a guy that fits perfectly where you don't have to start him right away. Mm. If he can potentially move inside and get some reps here and there. Um, or you know that's that's something that the Eagles could be interested. Do you think they could potentially move him into guard? Yeah, with the questions about surrounding Brandon Brooks' injury and availability coming off the uh, Achilles injury, it is quite possible that you could move Dillard inside the right guard or Sam Alu kicks over because mm-hmm. he's athletic. Like he's six five, three fifteen, but he's moves. He's a dancing bear. You watch his breakdowns on. Uh, Anything like Brian Baldinger is talking about and saying he's by far the best lineman, not left tackle, lineman in the draft. He has great hands, just dancing bear. He can move out pretty good in space. And we picked up some guys as well that could play guard, but I think that Dillard just getting him some action and getting his hands dirty for year one, even if uh, Peters actually does, hopefully, I do hope if Peters is playing well, I hope he plays the whole year. If he like is showing a little rust or like getting coming off the field like he was last year. Then it wouldn't be crazy to say, Dillard, you can step in. You're a first round pick. We believe in you. But I think he should get his hands dirty, maybe at guard if he's willing to do so, which I think he will be. You know, I think they'll cross train their players. Yeah. Um, but looking, looking at the specifics of, of his game, 
you know, people will look at it <clears throat> and h- how bad is he in the run? Like you, you look at where he came from, mm. he don't do a lot of running. Like, like I, I'd say 80% of the snaps he's playing are all passing, mm-hmm. passing, passing situations. But I think the, the mindset, if you look at Stoutland, the, the video he put out on uh, Philadelphia Eagles, he's excited about the IQ of the football player. Oh, yeah. Uh, the awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where he, he wins. He's a smart football player. I think the, his functional strength could can can, get better. He was like 240 pounds uh, as a freshman coming in. Mm. Uh, gained a lot of weight. He's around 300 pounds. Um, but I think, and then he has the short arms. The one thing I'm, I'm a little concerned with is his hand placement. But, you know, the, maybe that's the short arms. Mm. But I think I'd like to see him a little bit more violent with the hands um, moving forward. But all in all, I think, you know, him, him passing situations in, in offense where we we run a lot of RPOs. I think he he'll be okay, and I think he doesn't have to start right away, and that's that's a good feeling for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think that having a guy like Jeff Stanton, like I said, the guys next to him, the hand skills and run blocking is something that's just effort and just like willingness because pass protection. You got guys spinning on you. You got all this nonsense going on with run blocking. You just put a hat on a hat. And dig, and at the same time, we could have someone chipping with them, and with run blocking, like you just need that little bit of impact, just disrupt it, and then Howard or Sanders is gonna be coming right off the block and through. And I think the pro- it's not that he's not good, I think it's just he didn't, we didn't, know, we don't have a lot of tape. No, he, yeah, he threw the ball like crazy. It was just like every play, he's just like like getting back up and just like blocking someone, like like just stepping back. But the thing you have to feel good about is Stoutland. Mm-hmm. It's like having. Exactly. It's like having Yoda in your back yep. pocket, one of the, uh, you know, the O-line coaches who can guide you along and, and make you use the force. Yeah. He was so excited. Uh, they showed the video of Dillard arriving at NovaCare. He goes, how did this work out? He's like, we got you at 22. And he goes, he goes let's get to work. Yeah. Like, he was so excited. Yeah. And, and, and Titus Howard was one of his guys, mm-hmm. too. He loved Titus Howard, but I thought he went a little early. But uh, talking about force, uh, I just spoke about the force. Mm-hmm. Uh it, in the first round, uh, the Giants might have forced a selection uh, of Jones, man. I, I think everybody thought that the, the Giants were interested, really interested, maybe at 17. But at six, man, I, I, that was one of the first moves that really shocked everyone. I know Cleveland Farrell uh, coming off the board at four was a shock, a guy that we were in, interested, you know, overall skill set as a def- defensive end. But I think those two moves kind of like – uh, shocked the board, mm-hmm. so I think having a Farrell go early and then you know the uh, uh, Wilkins went earlier at thirteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Lynch went at fourteen. A lot of people didn't have him going that early, and then another guy that we were high on um, when we're talking about interior um, offensive linemen, Garrett Badbury went to uh, the Vikings. Yep. So people were just like you know. You know, pretty pretty shocked at some of those picks, and then Dexter Lawrence, a guy that we thought mm-hmm. maybe second round, back end of the first, goes at seventeen. Were you were you shocked by any of those moves? Not really. I think that uh, I think that a lot of the guys that were on people's boards, they were just like, this is where we value them at. If they don't get grabbed before us, we're taking them. And I think that there was a big run at offensive linemen around, like, the 15 through, like, the 25 stage. 
And the whole thing is the whole Montez sweat, uh, like medical, like people worried about the heart, right. came out the day of that there wasn't a problem. I was kind of mad that the Redskins jumped on that and traded back in to get him late. But I think it was like pushing people back. And it was crazy enough that Jawan Taylor was a guy that like people thought was going to be like a top 10 pick. There's like the right shoulder issue. He yeah, dropped all, drops all the way back. Dillard, who had no red flags, ended up dropping down the 22 to us. And so I feel like the boards were kind of just like, it, it was weird though seeing some like interior linemen go early. Yeah. Cody Ford slipping to the second round was um, a shock to me. That was yeah. very weird to and, me as well. And he was a guy that, you know, I, I thought the Eagles would be interested in. Um, but thinking about, you know, this, the second round. The second round, when we got to the second round, I was really intrigued with all the talent that was on the board. Mm. I thought, I was like, man, I, I can't wait till we get to our pick because there, there's guys that were falling. Uh, if we're talking about big names, you, when the draft happens, there's always a big name that comes mm. out and, and shocks the world at the combine, runs a fast 40, you get hyped. Dude takes his shirt off, DK Metcalf. Oh, yeah. Now, all you, all you Eagle fans are like, oh, what about DK Metcalf? My, my, my DMs were blowing up like, dude, Metcalf's still on the board. But, you know, I didn't, I didn't think he was the, the guy that they were looking at. Uh, the guy that I was interested in, if a wide receiver was in range, was A.J. Brown, mm-hmm. a guy who went. Slot guy. He was right there to be be had a couple picks in front of us. Mm-hmm. He he went early. Were you were you shocked that he went? Well, another guy who went early, Darnell Savage, another one that we were high on for the yeah. safeties. Well, were you were you shocked by those moves? Savage, I thought I rated him as like first, like like a top twenty pick potential, but like I didn't think his stock was going to be like in the first round. I thought that like the Chauncey Gardner Johnson was going to be like a first round pick. He drops all what the third round? Yeah. Which is crazy cuz like a lot of people were like please be there please be there at 25 for us. He ends up going to the third round and we still didn't get him. But I think overall though, uh the run at safeties Abrams I think was a great pick by the Raiders. I I love that dude. That guy's a thumper. Yeah, like he he likes to murder people. Yeah, him and Carl Joseph it's going to be a good one two punch for the Raiders. And uh, it was interesting. I it was crazy how Greedy Williams kept falling and falling and falling. And then Cleveland's like, okay, we'll match him with Denzel Ward. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting. I, I think a lot of teams had hit on hit pretty good drafts. Uh, it was crazy. It was kind of funny because the Giants really were like the laughing stock of like the draft in the first round because people were just like, Daniel Jones. And like it was crazy because I told people, I'm like, they're going to take him at six because there's just so much talk about right. it. And they weren't really interested in Haskins for some reason. I, I thought it was uh... – Interesting that the, the Redskins didn't have to move up to get Haskins. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I think there was rumors that Schneider took over the draft room. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting if he if he got himself Haskins and Montez Sweat. I think that was a. It was I thought the Redskins had a nice little draft for themselves. Yeah. Um, they got McLaurin in the uh, third round too. Yeah, the Haskins uh, and Kelvin, sidekick Kevin Kelvin Harmon in mm-hmm. the back end uh, and Bryce Love as well. So I mean, they did, they did well for themselves. Oh yeah, considering it's the Redskins. Yeah, the NFC East has done pretty uh, well in the draft, like the last like ten years. If you look at all the first round picks, other than the ones that the Giants have been trading, uh, they're doing pretty well. Because Eli Apple, first round pick, he's fared pretty well. Odell Beckham Jr., first round pick, traded him. But and Landon Collins, first round pick, let him go. Yeah. So they it's all talented guys. And like if you look at like. I hate to admit it, Cowboys, Redskins, Giants, like the NFC East in the first round, they've been hitting on their picks. There's yeah, a lot have. of talent. They have a uh, lot of talent. Yeah, I can't, I can't hate. Yeah, I can't hate. But get back to the uh, second round. Mm-hmm. Um, the second round 
second to third round, I thought was a sweet spot for the running backs. I felt like if the Eagles really wanted to make it a priority, uh, they draft a running back in the second. I thought Miles Sanders would not get to the third round. I thought, I thought there was a good shot that they would draft him. I when watching him, uh, you know, there's a lot of fans out there like are kind of perplexed by this pick. There's a lot of like I said, one of the if we didn't get a running back, Eagle fans would be upset. But I think now that they got a running back, um, now they're d- doing their homework and they see the you know the, the fumbles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what the, every 34 touches. Yeah, he had a fumble. He, yeah. he had like I believe 10 lost seven. Uh, but this is a five star prospect, a guy who follows Saquon Barkley. Didn't get to shine until last year. Mm-hmm. He's, so he's got one year production. So you think about his opportunity, just one year to shine. He shined. He mm-hmm. actually put up almost identical numbers to Saquon Barkley the year before. Uh, uh, he sh- he's an, a natural, natural pass catcher out of the backfield. So you, you got to be excited about what you see, mm-hmm. what, he, what he brings to the table as a, a three-down prospect uh, in, in the running back department. Like that, Having that kind of uh, player where your offense is, isn't so predictable, but yep. in order for him to get on third down, like he's got to show that he can pass protect. So that, that's, that's a, another area of weakness. Um, so it's the fumbles, the, the pass protection, but I think they can work on that. I think when, during his pre-draft visit with the uh, Eagles, like it was kind of like kind of weird had his, his uh, meeting was kind of like not really out there too mm-hmm. much, but he had like a, a private visit with the Eagles, two-hour meeting with Deuce Staley. So obviously they loved him. Mm-hmm. He must have impressed. But I, th- I think he's got that lateral ag- agility, can can take it to the house on certain runs. You got to like his wiggle. He, he, he's he got a little bit of everything. The most I felt one of the most well-rounded prospects. How, how are you feeling about Sanders? So I remember when Saquon was graduating, my friends at Penn State like, oh, like, what are we going to do? I'm like, oh, like you guys got a running back. Like, who? I'm like, Miles Sanders, like, like who? I'm, I'm like, I'm like, oh, he's a five star recruit. Yeah. He's a good guy. And the one thing that people really loved about Squan Barkley, that's just like, it was eye catching, is that jump cut. Like, right. he'll literally be, be like the patience and then the jump cut, and it's like he didn't even slow down, and then he's gone. And uh, we actually did a draft breakdown of the pick, and the whole thing with him was because it was kind of cool. Him and Shady both went in the same pick, in this, yep, in this in the second round, both uh, PA boys. Uh, it's actually cool in 2018 when Sanders was getting uh, 2017 when he was getting limited carries uh, behind Saquon. He got the Red Warrell Award. It was for the offensive player that best demonstrated exemplary conduct, loyalty, interest, attitude, and improvement. And another thing that people forget is in Penn State history, he's second in return average, uh, 20.8 yards per return, 688 return yards as a freshman. So. He could find the field that way early Possibly. if um, maybe Clement steps up in camp real big and he ends up earning the third down role because a lot of people are writing off Clement right now, but at the same time, he he had a good rookie year for us. I think the injuries kind of lingered last year, but overall, I really like Miles Sanders. He popped 5.8 yards per car- uh, carry. I think that he is kind of like the thunder and lightning, uh, the lightning to the Jordan Howard. Howard isn't doesn't have the breakaway speed, but he's consistent. Doesn't fumble the ball. 
He's always falling forward, and he's a good uh, third down and goal line back. And if you guys want to do your homework out there, a good game to kind of look at his skill set, uh, look at the Michigan State game of Miles Sanders. He, he put in some work. Um, just I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the selection. You know, like mm-hmm. I didn't think – I thought like – if the second second round pick was a, 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 a selection where they wanted to move back, you saw where all the backs went in the third round. Mm. A lot of the guys, the only only running back to go in the second round was Miles Sanders. Um, but he did test well at the combine, showed out. You know, not not super athletic, but he actually ran really well. Um, but there's something in the in the, in the water up at Penn State because all, all those guys are testing well. Mm-hmm. But when you talked about character. That's that's one of the things that we're not privy to as fans when, when we're talking about draft period and we're talking about the players we like and why aren't they drafting these players and how is this guy falling. Obviously, we can't be in the interview room when they interview these prospects. And part of the big thing is character. Character Huge. really is the big difference maker and you have to you're selling yourself to these teams on can you work with these guys? Mm-hmm. Are you a, a coachable prospect? Or are you uh, egotistical? Yeah, and fit in the culture. Yeah. That's huge. It's You saw it in the Super Bowl run. Like, they, it was so much selflessness. Like, they were just trying to, like, bring, pick each other up. And people went down. Next guy stepped up. They trusted each other. And that's what you need. It's all about the culture. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, Dunnell Pelfrey will even admit that he butted heads with uh, Deuce Daly. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, he was... I think he was upset with his role. I think he was frustrated with you know his performance at camp. But but I think looking at the the, the character and how you persevere through adversity, it, it's important. So character really really matters. And uh, talking about character, another high upside character guy. Also with production, the second pick in the second round. Number fifty, the number fifty-seven pick, right? Mm-hmm. J J Arcega Whiteside, aka J Jaw. Is that where is that where we're going with? You, you feeling that nickname? I call him. It's kind of hard because we got a JJ Reddick. So I've just been calling him Whiteside, or I call him like the next AJ Green, and people get excited when I tell them AJ that because huh? I see a lot of the same similarities. Dude, six three, two twenty five. Uh, contested catch leader in all of college football, 19 contested catches, next closest is 10. In 12 games, 63 receptions, 1,059 yards, 16.8 yards per catch, 14 touchdowns. And my whole thing is sneaky fast. His like In and out of his breaks is crazy. And at the line, he is so strong. And he's his ability to use his hands without getting like an offensive pass interference, it's incredible. And then he's a zoom, he ran a four four five yep. at his pro day, and people didn't think that was like real. They're like, "Whoa, like this guy's a lot faster than we thought." And his bloodline is incredible. He was born in Zarzoga, Spain. Mm-hmm. His mother played basketball overseas. His cousin played volleyball in Clemson. His two uncles were on the Spanish, the Spain Olympic team in 1984. So there's a lot of athletic bloodline going on there. And he, it's a lot of basketball players. He played basketball. He ran track. He was incredible. Like that's what I like. I like guys who play different sports because it works different areas of your body, and you just have that competitive edge. 
and you you've seen different things. And the best thing is third and fourth down receiving, ninety point six out of a hundred rating. He was he moves the chains. Yeah, he's a chain mover. It's almost like mm-hmm. it's kind of weird how things work out. When you when he was like being interviewed, he talked about you know growing up in South Carolina and watching a wide receiver from South Carolina dominate mm-hmm. and go attend the University of South Carolina, and that man's name was Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, so he saw what he could do. Uh, but when J.J. Arcega-Whiteside was drafted, my tweet was, I put out a tweet, Eagles make offensive priority with the third pick. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, a wide receiver who dominates at the catch point, uses the length to body up smaller DBs, box out defenders, wins in the end zone, will have to refine some routes, but you got to be geeked at the size mismatch options Wentz has to choose from. And you talked about his basketball background, his parents, his, his uncles. This guy was also a a dominant basketball player. Had a you know McDonald All American uh, you know traits. Like he he was nominated to to be a McDonald All American mm-hmm. means you got game. And when you go back and watch him on film, you will see many times out of all the wide receivers, he had one of the most. Uh, the most contested catches yeah. matches the jersey number nineteen. Mm-hmm. That's how many contested catches he had, and a lot of them were down by the end zone. You're talking about crazy production um, in terms of touchdowns. F- Twenty eight touchdowns in his career, but last season he had fourteen. Then he had n- nine before. But just watching him uh, body these receivers, he was actually on NBC when he when he I think who was it? I forget who was interviewing, but he actually talked about. His little bit of his technique. He didn't go too deep into it, but where he put his hip on and his butt on defenders mm-hmm. and then boxed them out. And if you go back and watch all these contested catches, especially down by the, the goal line, I know one game he talked about his grandmother passing away. And right before she passed away, she said, Go out and get me two or three touchdowns. In honor of him, uh, honor of his grandmother, he went out and scored two touchdowns. Uh, I think it was the Oregon game, I believe. Uh, and his grandmother passed away right before the right. And she didn't. She didn't get to see the end of the game. But in honor of his grandmother, he he balled out. But you gotta you gotta like what he brings to the table. Yeah, the two things that I love about him is he doesn't wait for the ball. He attacks it. If you watch him, he's like, "That's mine!" Like he just plucks the ball out of the air. Like he'll have like three bodies on him, and he'll just grab the ball. His hands are gigantic. And the biggest thing is him, about him is his catch radius is amazing. And the one thing that people don't really recognize is his horizontal body control. And like a lot of people, when they lay out for the ball, like they'll like they'll like kind of catch it, but as soon as like they like come close to contact with the ground or another defender, they like kind of like jolt and the. He's like, I don't know what it is. It's like he floats or something when the ball balls uh, sideways. Yeah, I mean, when we when we talk about the the wide receiver group, uh, last episode I was talking about the wide receiver depth was a sneaky need for me because mm-hmm. looking at the back end, you have Alshon, who's uh twenty nine. You have Deshaun Jackson, who is thirty two. Mm-hmm. Talk about the money that would allocated to those players. Uh, you talk about offensively. Uh, seven of the ten highest uh, paid players on this team are offensive players. So getting a guy like Dillard, getting a guy, a running back, you think if you look at the, the what we pay a running back for five, uh, four years, $5 million. 
So when we were complaining about why aren't we getting a running back, uh, you know, a guy that we all kind of liked was Tevin Coleman. Mm-hmm. But did they miss out on him? Maybe. I don't know. But, you know, Tevin Col- Coleman gets $5 million for this year, right? You know, a guy like uh, uh, Miles Sanders gets $5 million for the next four years. This is where we win here, folks. This is where we save money, folks. So, obviously, you got to look at what Harry Roseman is trying to do. Uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, another guy. You know, for the next four years, we're paying him five million dollars. So we got to get cheaper at 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 the wide receiver positions. Mm. I think it was a big need because we had the uncertainty with Nelson Aguilar. He's only here for one more year. Making nine four this year right now. And JJ's a guy that like I think he's just gonna like he's he might not the the whole thing is like people see a second round pick and someone who looks like he's gonna be real good. They want production right away, right away, right away. But it might not be immediate, but. Yeah. He, he'll be ready. Uh, year two, three, it's going to be a monster. Now, now Trox, looking at this wide receiver group, um, who do you think is the odd man out? Like, if or do you think this this group stays together? If everyone on the roster is still on the team, yeah, um, on the wide receiver group, it, it, it's hard not to say, Mister uh, Mister Mia, Mister Mac, Mac Collins. It's yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't even make the field last year. Yeah, I, I, I saw him in October at the the Halloween event I took my kids to, and he's like, "I'll be back in a, a two weeks." And <laughs> never, he, I, I guess something went backwards. Never, never to be seen. I was it was a sports turner, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's interesting when you line these guys up on paper, man. Like it's it's kind of crazy. You look at Alshon Jeffrey, six three, uh, Dallas Goddard, six. Five Zach Ertz six five Richard Rodgers six four Mac Holland six four. Uh, we have some size, folks. Oh yeah, and that's that's interesting to see. Uh, you know, but I think from tall ball, I mean that's what it looks like to me. That's tall ball situations, jump ball situations. Paul and spread the spread yeah. the field ball. Yeah, fifty fifty <laughs> dominators, man. A big thing is we weren't good in the red zone last year, and I think that Doug. It was just like, all right, enough is enough. Because, like, how many – we got stuffed or had to settle for a field goal in the red zone a lot, and Doug was mad. At those games I was at, like, he was, like, mad because no one was catching the balls, and, and it was just like – it was kind of just like chaos down there. Like, we yeah. would just run the ball up the middle a couple of times, and that's why, like, that Golden Tate t- uh, touchdown against uh, Chicago on the out route, like, even that was chaotic. He's like, I didn't even see the check, but, like, I caught the ball. It's like, it's like thank yeah. God, but at the same time, it's like – Well, I think it's, it's it's important. Like, as much as we wanted, like, a defensive lineman, uh, a safety and whatnot, I feel like the league is trending. You know, elite league is trending towards offense, and I think that was one of the areas we were lacking. I thought we were lacking explosiveness out of the backfield when, in terms of guys in the backfield who could create on their own. So I think with Miles Sanders in tow, you now have a back that can create on their own, a guy who's, you know, could be on the field uh, on, on first, second, third down and give you some production. And we have Jordan Howard, another guy who's a – a road grader, uh, and they bo- they're both successful at inside zone running running the ball. So I think that's that's we have they've done a good job finding the pieces, especially to make me comfortable. How, how are you feeling about the run game going into the season, Trox? Um, I you know what yeah I 
I have a lot more confidence right now, I think. Yeah. Even though some of these guys I personally don't know 100% about. But it looks like we're getting younger, we're getting thicker, and we're getting faster all at the same time. And I, I like that in the running game. Are you still respecting uh, Old Navy, a.k.a.? Yeah, that's why uh, it's your pre-show. We're still shopping at Old Navy this Shout season. Out to I don't know. He Shout might be working at Old Navy. <laughs> Wingman sixty four guy really reps Smallwood. His reps his Smallwood brand. <laughs> Shout out to you. I think I think I think Smallwood a uh, guy. Rep it. Rep it Smallwood, bro. You know, he, Keep he, real. he did. He played lights out last year for his, oh, yeah. for his Smallwood's brand. He played lights out. Um, but at the back of the what Josh Adams, there's a you know Pumphrey's lurking. Is Who? he on the? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. I think, but you have to be excited moving forward. Uh, now, like. Now, as we move forward, uh, we didn't have a selection in the third round, and I was kind of, I was kind of like, I was kind of shocked, a little shocked that we, we didn't move back or we didn't like trade up. But we didn't, we lost, we lost some capital. We traded that fourth round pick, the one twenty seven, traded a sixth round pick. So we had no really ammo to actually mm-hmm. move. Some people were talking about Aguilar getting traded. It was kind of weird on the timeline. You're seeing a lot of stuff from Aguilar in his tweets, and he was liking some tweets. And it wasn't was it keeping receipts? He was keeping receipts. Mm-hmm. He did you know? right. He's keeping people, receipts. People were like, he's <laughs> he's gonna get traded. <laughs> but I, I feel like he was just. I think he, Aguilar is a, a, a motivator, self motivator. After all he's been through, I think. But he didn't get traded. He's still here. Is there is any? I'm gonna poll the rumor. Any chance you guys think Aguilar still gets moved? Not with that. Not with that. Not was that nine mil? Not with, I don't. Which is going right? I mean, you get he gets that, a, that really is going right. Yeah. nine. I mean, nine point four. Like if you look at the guys who got paid, or <sighs> the all only time the- I see him getting traded is at the deadline. If they're if we are looking good and he's not really as big as a part of the team as he would like or we'd expect. Like say JJ looks good. Say Goddard is really getting involved in inside. And then someone's like, hey, we need someone, and we can just, like, ship them off to someone who, like, we feel safe to. I don't even know if we would do that, but for nine and a half, I could see us maybe doing that. Like, the Golden Tate situation last year, like, Detroit shipped them off to us. But you never know. But I think we're going to be competitive, so I don't know if we're going to be dumping people like that. Yeah, I think you got to play the, the comp pit game, too, like, a certain uh, date where after that, then it's okay. You know, like, mm-hmm. so they're, they're going to play that comp game. They, they love to get those picks, but... um. Moving forward into the draft, uh, fourth round, I was kind of. I'm just, I'm just gonna ask you: is is he our hybrid defensive player, or is he a strictly a defensive end? He no, he's a defensive end. He, okay, uh, yeah. he we're asking linebacker questions. No, I'm gonna no, throw he, that he, out there. He, Get out he, the shoot. He's he's got some juice off the edge. I think his his game needs to be refined a little bit. He's a little he's a little raw. I thought um, he went. I had him going in the fifth round, but he he did get drafted in the back of the fourth. But if they know that they, you know, we're going to pick later in the the fifth, he probably might not have been there. Um, if that's what they're thinking, uh, I wasn't that super excited about that pick because there was there was a guy on the board where, you know, talking about safeties, you know, a guy from Alabama, Deontay Thompson. Mm-hmm. Was on the board. I think he's he would have been a good fit. And too. you know who you know who got drafted right after Miller, right? I'm trying to think. Oh, what's it? Deontay Je- Thompson. Oh, Deontay Thompson. Sorry. So I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, come on. Yep. So I was kind of like, I was kind of kind of upset because uh, I I thought at that range you could take a shot right there. Yeah. Okay. What hurt me was a guy I like. I'm a Miami fan a little bit. 
Uh-huh. Joe Jackson went right after him to Dallas. And I like put a tweet. Who was this? Joe Jackson from Miami, the okay. D-end. Starters, a freshman, eight and a half sacks. Next year, seven and a half sacks. Last year, nine and a half sacks. He's like six six. Like He's, he's going to be good. Well, I hope not because he's on Dallas now. But that it was funny because as soon as Dallas drafted him, I put out a tweet. It was like Woody from uh, Toy Story, like like goodbye friend. Because I was like I was like I was a fan of him in college, and now he's on Dallas. I was like, oh come yeah. on. Now man. you gotta turn your back on him. Oh yeah, I was like yeah. I unfollowed him. I was like yeah. oh. another guy, Tony Pollard, a guy who's uh, like a hybrid yeah. running back receiver. They drafted him. I was like they got also got was Mike Mike Weber. At Ohio State, mm-hmm. yeah, late like seventh round, the running back. So they brought they brought in two running backs to Cowboys. So it was interesting, and they went with Tristan Hill, another guy. Mm-hmm. That I thought the Eagles might be interested yeah, if UCF. they wanted uh, a defensive tackle. So that was interesting, but um, a pick that isn't really that interesting to a lot of folks out there. Uh, but well, first, Sharif Sharif Miller, uh, local Philly native. Yep, uh, we we can't we can't brush past that. We can't brush past that. Brush past that he's a huge Eagle fan. Watches a lot of games with his grandfather. There's a great moment if you watch. Oh, that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's cool. That's man. awesome. Like, I mean, and imagine, the next day, that. I can't believe I'm waking up in Philadelphia Eagle. I think he tweeted yeah. out. He's like, I, this is unreal. That's, that's I was kinda, like, I love that's, that's, that's awesome. It's kind of dope. Yeah. He wasn't my favorite pick there. Like we said, there's Thompson there. But he's grown on me because I watch a lot of Penn State games, and I've been to a game, and it's a crazy atmosphere. Like, it's 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 hype. Like he said that. I think it was Sanders said that. He goes, "Oh, I don't know if the Eagles are gonna like live up to like, like playing at Penn State." And we're like, "Yeah, like you'll you'll, right, you'll, right, you'll know when you're you'll know." And the whole thing, I was like, "If you're playing well, it'll be even better." But I think Miller's a good pick. He's a high effort guy. Seven and a half sacks, uh, fifteen tackles for loss, twenty five solo tackles. I think that his hands could use some work, but the effort's there, and that's why his coaches love him because he's always hunting the ball. He kind of reminds me of like. Obviously bigger, but he's kind of like a Brandon Graham a little bit. Like he he's just effort all the time. Motors always running. Yeah, high trying. motor, high character. Yep. He's playing with a green heart too. Yep. It's it's interesting. It's a big motivator. Yeah, it's a it's huge interesting. Motivator. You, you think about Vinnie Curry. Uh, you think about Corey Clement. These guys are like homegrown. Yeah, Eagle, man, it's all awesome. players. I love that. I love that. I, I, it's got to be interesting playing with a little bit different juice because mm-hmm. you're like super motivated. Yep. Um, that's interesting. What's not interesting? Well, I, you know, it to, to some people, you who's, know, our, our fifth fifth round pick. Who's the bigger reach, Sharif or this pick coming up nah, here? Nah, who's the bigger I, I reach? Thought, I thought Clayton, Clayton, Clayton Thorsten out of Northwestern. Uh, you know, he's got the big, big, I guess, big size. Uh, got some mobility. Shows the arm. You know, he he could throw from hash to hash. Sometimes, like I think. Intermediate routes is where this guy kind of ranges. That's where his range is. Uh, very inconsistent with the ball placement. Threw a lot of interceptions, but you also think, who was he throwing to? Like if when you, I don't know. I, I just felt like I knew that. I said on previous shows that the the Eagles had to bring in a guy to compete with the back end of the roster, a guy who. He, I mean, he, he's got a lot of games under his belt. Oh, yeah. Right. Most in Big Ten history. I think the mobility is something they're interested in, the size. Uh, he, but I, I think the inconsistency and the accuracy is one area where he has to clean up. But also his dad, you know, had a brief stop, played uh, with the Eagles yeah, as a linebacker, linebacker think, yep. played with the Giants and I think believe the Colts. So a little 
little nugget there for you. But were you, were you guys thinking that was too early for a quarterback? I honestly did not want to draft a quarterback because we only had this pick left. But we moved back with uh, the Pats, and I was like, oh, the Pats. Like, hopefully they don't get anyone good with, like, the pick that we just gave up. They drafted a punter. Yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever. So then we end up getting another seventh-round pick. But this guy... The only oh, reason you, hold on, you brought a punter. Who took? Did someone move up in the draft to Tampa, pick, pick a punter? I think like, Tam- in like the third round, fourth round. I think Tampa picked a punter <laughs> this year. Yeah, yeah, they moved up and picked a punter in the fourth round. Remember they drafted the kicker in the second round? <laughs> yeah, uh, man, bruh, bruh, uh, bruh. They, it's not my team, so they can they can keep they can pick a kicker uh, in the first round yeah. for all I care. You know, you know who got drafted right right before Clayton Thorson out of Northwestern. Uh, Carson's homie, Easton State. Yeah, oh, no, right. that's State. Yep. Right before, you know, you you got to know that Carson was a little tight because he's like, oh, they might draft my buddy, but I I think he didn't. I don't I don't believe that he showed out at the Senior Bowl. No, like you know, some people might have expected. A lot of other people were higher on um, Brett Rippin mm-hmm. uh, out of, of Boise State. Yeah, the whole reason I wasn't really high on getting Clayton Thorson was. His senior year, he had 17 touchdowns. That's okay, but he had 15 interceptions. And there's guys like Jake Browning and Tyree Jackson. They went undrafted, and I think they would have been way higher upside guys to get undrafted. And uh, I think it was Pat Shermer's son. He 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 went undrafted, and he got picked up uh, this offseason. I mean, right after the draft. I, I think that the size and some of the skills are there, but... I didn't think he was that intriguing of a prospect to pick in the fifth round when you had guys like DeAndre Walker, hybrid linebacker, edge guy from Georgia. You had uh, Jaquan Johnson from the U, the cornerback. Mm-hmm. And you had Isaiah Bugs from Bama, the D-tackle. I thought there was still talent on the board to not grab a quarterback there, especially when you got had guys like Browning and Tyree Jackson had good uh, senior years in college, like last year's in college, and they went undrafted. So I thought it was kind of... A reach. I can see they like the football mind and the like what he could project to be, but I didn't think he was the pick there. Personally. I'm going to be the guy in the bar that's an Eagles fan, and he sees the pick, and he just goes, "I feel like we just took a quarterback to take a quarterback." You know, no, that's I mean, the average no, answer going around. I mean, I've heard. They, 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 we took a quarterback just to get a quarterback. I mean, these guys, you know, they 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 do their homework. Yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. But there's tra- there's traits <laughs> they like, and I, we have to. We here as fans have to believe that. They know what they're doing with these picks. Obviously, uh, that's what we, we got to do. Okay, mm-hmm. I guess I guess people are saying we might have needed some other position at that point. Yeah, I mean the guy that went uh, right before, like a couple more other picks, uh, guys that could have been interested. Mac Wilson out of Alabama Oof. dropped that far. You know, we dropped we drafted Sharif Miller over mm-hmm. Mac Wilson. Um, and everyone's still crying about linebackers, folks. It's okay, guys. You guys are gonna get it together. We're gonna talk about the guy that we picked up. As yeah, well, too. you know we we might get a we might get a linebacker uh, in the next couple weeks. Don't, don't please just don't sleep on Howie. You know what I mean? Don't sleep on Howie. He's doing his he's, he's doing done. his homework. So he's not done. Feel feel good about things, all right? We got some prospects. We got some immediate impact. Immediate impact. This is how we do it. Okay. If you if you had to pick one, say one word to sum up this draft, what would it be? Um, I'd say impact. I I I feel like for one word impact. Three uh, players. I I needed impact from three players. Future. I I feel. Future. Security. Security is what I like. You say impact. You say security. Yeah. Mm. I think they're going to contribute, and people are going to be shocked when. 
these guys contribute. Yeah, I say security because they're not all going to be starters right away, but they're like yeah. they're just like they're right there and they're talented. I say smart. Man. High character. Yeah, definitely. But I, I do think that these players, if they don't they don't start right away, it's, it's fine. But I, I need that these rookies on this roster, they need to make an impact on the field mm-hmm. right away. Yeah. yeah. You know, those three guys are, are, are really important. Um, but, you know, going to the qu- Twitter questions, uh, we got Twitter questions out there. Time is moving. We are having fun talking draft. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves, getting getting super hyped. I mean, the draft is o- almost over. For you know, some people don't like the draft, but I we we in this room do like the draft, and this is probably our last day that we can talk the draft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we had we had one about the running backs. We kind of hashed that out. Who would be the odd man out? Pretty much, what three four running back makes a team? Who's who's the odd man out? I guess you know. Uh, just, well, I, I say. I mean. Pumphrey's not even on the roster, so he's already yeah. out. He's on practice squad, right? Isn't that correct? He's not even on practice squad. He's just he's not even in the building. <laughs> he's, not even, he's floating. He's floating somewhere. He's floating so he's, he's not even in it. So I think, it's, uh, I think, I think this could be the year that uh, well, Josh Adams could be looking from the outside. So you, you think he's down at Josh Adams and Small? But he, he, he is signed, signed for another year. Okay, but um, I don't know. Could this be the year that Smallwood gets knocked off the roster? Potentially. But I mean, he's got an overall skill set. Like I, I feel comfortable. But, Closing but Cle- time. Cle- Clement, <laughs> Clement's there. I think that's where the 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 competition will be. Yeah. One Twitter question I like is from Will Hunter. It says, "Which undrafted free agent that we sign intrigues you guys the most?" And Ooh. we didn't really go into it too much. Mm-hmm. But if uh, there's a good list on that you can find online, there's three guys that I really like. I like T.J. Edwards from Wisconsin who was projected to be a fourth-round pick, but he had some injuries. So and as a four-year starter, 366 tackles, 10 interceptions, eight sacks. And he's a big dude, and he kind of reminds me of Jordan Hicks in, in some ways. And I think he has a lot of potential. One guy I've seen everyone on my timeline retweeting his highlights is Nico Evans from Wyoming. Wyoming. Yep, and he is only a one-year starter, but he's been there for three years, and he played with Josh Allen from uh, Buffalo Bills. Uh, 203 carries. 1,300 yards, eight touchdowns, six-and-a-half-yard carry uh, average. Um, he he has some juice. I think that he's going to be a guy in the preseason. People <laughs> – becomes, like, a real good, like – everyone's like, like oh, we got to keep this guy. But, like, it, you know, he, he's going to be one of those guys. We have those guys every year. And then uh, the cool story is Del- uh, Delvin Randall from Temple, mm-hmm. uh, safety, local guy, like, local Temple kid. So people, Temple fans are like, all right, I'm going to watch him in the preseason see if he makes it. Is there any uh, Paul uh, Turner's uh, available? God, I hope not. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's probably the Nico Evans. I'm telling you, that's gonna be like the guy that yeah. everyone's just it's like. It's funny how Eagle fans. It's it's a, it's a whole like underdog story where they'll attach. We love it, but we hate it. <laughs> you know, like are we, are we doing this again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we do it that's every ne- year. That's Nico this year. Um, it, it's just interesting. Any other ones? Twitter questions? Uh, let me see. Got time for uh, like two more? I had a couple. We hashed them out pretty much. Through the show with yeah. with draft questions, um, I mean it always there's always this, this always comes up. <laughs> Should Malata be fullback or a guard? <laughs> no, I think they're gonna. <laughs> if you look at our offensive line depth, there are little concerns. Who's the you know veteran guard that's gonna step in? Who who's gonna play center? I mean, we had that 
cross training between uh Wisniewski, who you know was a guard center sumalu guard center mm-hmm. and everything else uh, didn't we talk about that too when we were hanging out on the field yeah. during the draft about yeah. him maybe being a, a quote unquote yeah. center in training? It, well, Big V, does he move into guard? Can they yeah. cross train him there as well? Yeah, there's one more Twitter question, and this is a question that I've had to answer on Twitter myself and live in person. Do you think Carson would be better than he was last year? Yes. And a lot of people have been coming like, oh, dude, like go Foles, like what are we yes. doing? And it's all like the yes. old heads and like people are getting all. I'm like, listen, Carson Wentz is 26 years old. Yes. He's only getting paid 8.5 million in 2019. We just picked up the four, fifth year option for 22 million in 2020. That's not bad at all. Yes. In his 40 games, he has 10,152 10, passing yards. 70 passing touchdowns, only 28 interceptions, Yes, 23 wins. In 2017, he was voted the third-best player, not quarterback, third-best player in the entire league. So when people talk about him, I get a little upset when they all all negative about it. Tired and, of it. And the yes. whole thing is he has six franchise records, most passing touchdowns in a season, he has the be- most pass completions in the seasons, most pass attempts in the season, touchdowns in the first quarter at three, yes, touchdowns yes, in yes, a month, yes, yes, 14 yes, yes, yes. <laughs> consecutive games. No, no, most consecutive games with a touchdown pass, 19, the streak is ongoing, 2018. Uh, and th- this is the big thing. People were talking about like the whole Diamond McNabb thing and Carson Wentz. If you compare their 40-game uh, starts, Wentz has a 9% completion no, his completion percentage is 9% better. He has 11 more passing touchdowns, and he threw for 12, no, seven less interceptions. So, that's... Uh, I'm just going to say this. Yes. Like, the, the people out there, like, I keep seeing these these tweets or, like, posts on Facebook with, like, these people chirping in the comments. The trolling. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't... I, I don't understand... Where you, where you coming from? Well, he better be healthy. He he better perform. Oh my lawn! I love. I shouldn't have traded Foles. Like what do you? They, these are the same comments I see on every different social media platform. Get over it. Our our quarterback is here. His name is Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this team has put the right weapons around Carson Wentz. Say that name with your chest. Carson Wentz and and. This this offense is stacked, folks. He's got the Infinity Stones. So, I'm like, when, <laughs> when we start moving the chains and Ginger Jesus is Ooh. pointing for first downs, and, and your weak your weak fan ass is <laughs> trying to <laughs> hate weather. on fair weather Car- hate on Carson Wentz. I don't want to hear it. Like, you're, you're, you'll be the first guy to like high five somebody, and we're not gonna high five you. Stay in the corner, bro. <laughs> Cause it's it's Carson Wentz season. Yeah. Like Nelson, we kept the receipts. I we're remember keeping receipts. I'm 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 looking at all the shade on the timeline. I'm remembering all your Twitter handles, and I'm just like judging you mm-hmm. quietly. Oh, the I'm not even saying nothing. Yeah, the funniest thing is people don't even know he has three NFL records right now. Most pass completions by a rookie, three hundred and seventy nine. Most pass completions in a seat in a. First 24 games, 540. Most consecutive games with a touchdown. We, we could go on. It's crazy. It's, it's three the, NFL records. They're not going to, they don't care. 
I know. It's just the over Fol- their head. The Folesian yeah. clan doesn't care. It's not even the Folesian. It's just the Yo, fair weather. You need to calm down Luke Skywalker yeah. over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like Goodwill hunting over here. I'm, I'm, I'm solving all the problems. I just get excited. He's, I love Carson. He's going off. No. And the whole thing is, my one site, uh, other side I write for, there's a bunch of Patriots and Giants fans, and they were ripping Wentz. I feel like Jon Snow in the Battle of the Bastards when he's just standing there with the sword, and there's like 10,000 people let, running let at him. him. Let him come. And I'm like, know. listen, I will defend him. I said, I will die on that island if that happens, but it's not going to, because like, he's going to have I don't, a great I don't, year. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't partake in those battles, no. because I don't, I don't partake in battles with, with the weak-minded. Because they don't know him like we do. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not gonna even get into it. Yeah. But what we what we did get into it, uh we all we, we got into that draft party. Uh the Eagles threw a great oh, shout uh, out to pheno- the Eagles. Phenomenal draft night. party. Cool. Uh shout out to Bud Light for hooking up that VI experience. Yeah, he uh, had VIP a blast. experience. Uh, yeah. shout out to, to yeah, Steve Lopez. He had a great time. Um and we all had a great time. We got to see the Lombardi trophy, we got mm-hmm. to see the locker room, we had a great experience. We chucked with each other on the 50 yard line. Yeah, line. Carmichael was chilling. Might have had NFL. a nice beverage yeah. in my hand. A nice Bud Light, it a maybe. Good, yeah, it was a great time. And, and a couple of us talking about going to, to Nashville. And I, I honestly can say that I had a great time. And I felt like I would have missed out if I nice. went to Nashville. I had, a, I had a great time. And I, I, I do want to shout out the Eagles. They, they put on a great event. Eagle fans were. We're pretty pretty excited. Yeah, um, Very family, like he said. First class organization, man, man. Everyone will tell you that, man. Yeah, I had Yo. a good time, man. Hey, man, draft talks over. <laughs> draft talks over. <laughs> Gotta wait 365 <laughs> days for this to happen. <laughs> shout out to my boys, E Rock, and shout out to uh, Hollywood. Hollywood, Hope you hope, hopefully feel better. But uh, hey, follow us on Fourth and John. Uh, you know, check out the t-shirts. Mm-hmm. You know, t-shirts are always up, hot. But you know what it is, folks. Yeah, man. Always, we do things. all day, every day. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! You want Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to 4th and John. Wait, what the f*** is a John anyway?